everybody, and welcome to the You Thought Sports Podcast. I'm back this week with the usual squad. I got Lucas, Jared, Bart, and Wyatt with me. Uh, we've got a bunch of things to catch up on. That's ha- that's happened last week. Uh, to start off with, there was um, the Super Bowl. I don't know if um, y'all watched it. Um, Big but games. It was, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was a little bit uh, disappointing in terms of entertainment value. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the Bucks. And Tom Brady got their their surprise win, um, and it was it was not even close, thirty one to nine, I believe. Um, so we'll be talking a bit about that um, in terms of other stuff. And the another very key piece of uh, NFL news uh, is that the Cowboys did not include Dak Prescott in their hype video uh, for the offseason. <laughs> so that is that's the other kind of big headliner up there with Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And some other stuff. We've got the Knicks got Derrick Rose, so a um, generational talent on the Knicks now in his prime. <laughs> um, so so exciting stuff happening all around sports. Depending on your definition of generation, <laughs> a, a last generational point, talent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not an untrue statement. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna we're gonna start off in uh, the most relevant place, the NFL, uh, particularly with our. Um, NFL playoffs brackets uh, at the beginning of the playoffs we all made brackets and predicted things I don't have any personal interest in um, saying you know, who won and stuff um, so I'll let Jared take it away uh, with yeah. the results <laughs> so in fifth place unfortunately was Bart at seven and six That's tough. Um, That's it tough. is worth it winning is record, worth noting record. <laughs> yeah it is winning record it is worth noting that Bart thought Aaron Rodgers was the game manager before. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bart seven and six. I was did not do oh, much boy. better though. I was eight and five. Um, so I obviously got the Super Bowl wrong. We do have Fools. theoretically yeah. a tie for first, but actually we don't. We have a tie for second. Mm-hmm. Wyatt and Lucas are ten and three. They Tough. both picked the Chiefs, um, and they were in the lead too, which is the the crazy thing. They're now tied for second. And Aiden is also ten and three, but I gotta give him the win because he's no, the you only don't. one. No. Yeah, I do. no, you no. don't. Yeah, you do. He's he the only. The yeah, he's the only one that no. picked the Super Bowl correct. And I, I believe I said never... last week that there's no way that the Bucks don't win the Super Bowl. I said that uh-huh. I, I, he was I, I betted the house on it. Um, it was something that I was absolutely sure of. So. Yeah. yeah, I picked Tom Brady every week. I'm like, do you guys doubt Tom Brady? And then it got to the end, and I flipped, and I should not have flipped, or else I would have been the outright winner. Yeah, I picked against them every week except the Washington football team week. So <laughs> I was wrong. Those Dude, were it's funny. My, the Washington uh, football team had the closest chance to beat them. They did. <laughs> yeah. That was like a close game. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do got to give the crown to Aiden. He also, by the way, won mm. in 2019 when we did bowl game predictions. He also won that. So Aiden might be did a good I? person to, to do predictions. Yeah, you did in 2019. You fabricated a win, though. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that Aiden won this weekend, we did NFL prop bets. Yeah, he had a good week. We did NFL prop bets, which is like what color Gatorade will be dumped on the coach, how many times will they mention Tom Brady's age, like that kind of stuff. Aiden was 13-11. and 11. He was the only person to have a winning record on that. Bart, you came in second at eleven and thirteen. You were the only person to guess the Gatorade color correctly, which was blue. Good job. Easiest question. Wait, wasn't somebody else also eleven and thirteen? Yeah, I Lucas. Was Lucas was also eleven and thirteen. So tie for second. But he didn't yeah. get the right Gatorade color, so what did he did. So, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's the tiebreaker tie here. No, I'll take back to back tie for seconds. You know, yeah. both of them. And then I was fourth at eight and sixteen, and Wyatt 
apparently thought he was above it and only guessed on like 15 of them. So he was six in it. It's a lot of reading, and I was doing it during it, the It was a lot so of So I just kind of was like, whatever. Oh, so this, so the six didn't even count. I shouldn't have invalidated. No. No, I, I, I technically didn't really do much, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. I, yeah. I was hoping that somebody, one of the questions, my favorite one was the first commercial of the second half Did after I, play resumed. Yeah. Nobody got it right. It was kind of, it was, was like up there. What was it? It was up, it was Verizon. Oh. The commercials oh, are, have been getting one. worse yeah. every year. Speaking of prop bets, <laughs> I, did you guys hear about the streaker prop bet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, there was well, a prop no, bet was, on it? No, so, no, so, no. The, so the guy, there was a prop bet on whether or not there would have been a streaker. And the guy bet $50,000 that there was going to be a streaker. And then he jumped onto the field and streaked. And, he won <laughs> and then he won $375,000. Wait, that's not like a void of contract or something? Yeah, that <laughs> seems weird. No, he won. And he only had to pay $1,000 fine to get out of jail. Yeah, apparently he so, coordinated with his friend his friend yeah. went first he was the one who got caught and then he ran on that's crazy that's like, absolutely brilliant was he a healthcare <laughs> worker that kind of makes me that's letting loose yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, it's been a rough year yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, in another edition of the people on this podcast, know nothing. Shout out to Jessica Hardy who went sixteen and eight. So Jared, wow, of yours, yeah, Good for her, wow. sixteen and eight. You went, yeah. So just wow. take yours, flip it around. Yeah. So, <laughs> for, anyway, for, for those non-familiar, Jessica yeah. is Aiden's girlfriend and is uh, apparently smarter than all of us. I don't, we're, we're not, <laughs> labels, but anyway. not anymore after this. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving on um, into what you know the important things that happened in the Super Bowl. We saw Tom Brady win his seventh Super Bowl in dominant fashion. Uh, that's as the the stat that was thrown out a lot this weekend is the fact that that is more than any single team in NFL history. Um, I believe it's the Patriots with six and the Packers with six. Is that true? Steelers. Oh, Steelers, Steelers with six. Yeah. So he has more than any actual team. So Wyatt, we can't even you know pretend that Tom Brady kind of isn't the goat among NFL players at this point. Where does he fall amongst like great American athletes? <clears throat> Uh, I would say middle to upper class if I were to put a <laughs> thing on it. I'm not going to say he's like the greatest athlete of all time because I think that there are, are plenty of Olympians that you could put above him as far as like Usain Bolt is unmatched and Michael Phelps are unmatched as far as athletes go. Serena Williams, there's nobody even close to her as far as athletes go. And I do think that he does go above Michael Jordan because as of right now, he has something on his resume that Michael Jordan does not have. He won a he won a championship with another team. Yeah. And he's yeah. no longer he's dispelled the theory that he is the system or excuse me, he is a system quarterback because Michael Jordan didn't win without Phil Jackson, right? And that's mm-hmm. the whole thing is that or he or had uh, Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Where like <clears throat> Tom Brady now has done it in two different spots, which dispels yeah. any any sort of um, idea that he might not he might just be a product of Bill Belichick. So I would put him above there, but as far as like, I mean, if you're barring any Olympians, he's up there at the top. But I think that there are just other athletes who have dominated more than he did. If we're if we're having an honest conversation. Yeah, I think I agree with you, and I think in my notes I put there's a distinction between like individual athletes and team sport athletes. Yeah. If you combine the two, I'd say he's probably top fifteen. Um, Whoa! <laughs> I think he's you know no to be not to be bold or anything, but I think he's you know 
top 15 if you combine the two. Um, but if you remove individual athletes, people that why I mentioned, Serena Williams, um, Michael Phelps, I'd also mm-hmm. throw in like Simone Biles or Tiger Woods or right. other people like that who have yeah. been probably more uniquely dominant in their sport. Um, but like it, he might be the greatest American team sport a- or yeah team sport athlete at mm-hmm. this point. Um, just because for a few of the reasons Wyatt mentioned, um, first that he you know can do it in a different system and like I'm of the opinion that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan so I think he puts himself sort of on par with LeBron at this point and probably has the edge just because of uh championships at this point seven Super Bowls especially you know I think more of his Super Bowls have now come after he's turned 35 than before (laughs) which is also a crazy stat to like have that sort of longevity and I guess at this point that's something LeBron could equal. Like we'll see if the Lakers go on a run in the next couple of years when he's old. But yeah, I think he's one through three has a good argument for one of team sport athletes, but probably doesn't crack the top ten of overall individual athletes. So do we specify American to specifically exclude Wayne Gretzky? Because I think he is <laughs> Yeah. He's Canadian, Sorry. but I think he yeah. has just as good of an argument as any yeah. other. Yeah. He does I, I, I sure. personally excluded sure. him just because Canada, but like I guess. <laughs> I mean, but he played in an American sports yeah, league. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I agree with what with everything that you just said though, Lucas. Aside from the Gretzky slander. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't like look up olympians necessarily like their specific records i kind of thought even if you include individuals he's top three i i definitely yeah. think michael and serena michael phelps and serena are ahead of him mm-hmm. um but i mean when you just put it in perspective that he has more in terms of how good is he relative to his sport to the other greats in the sport like he's the undisputed goat similar gretzky. to what wayne gretzky similar yeah. to wayne gretzky yeah. but um the fact that he did it at like he had forty regular season touchdowns this year, like he's yeah. he's forty three, mm-hmm. no preseason or off season this year, I think is super crazy. And he he, he has like all the longevity stats, like mm-hmm. in terms of passing yards and pa- not all the two biggest longevity stats, he has mm-hmm. both of those. And there are some ways though that like football, the nature of football, can both help him and hurt his argument. Mm-hmm. For example, he's only on the field half the time like half the time in terms of he can't play defense, right? I also think that the NFL has more parity, I think. It's much more of a team sport, which mm-hmm. also can take away maybe from his accomplishments, but mm-hmm. also help him, where I think it's much harder to win a Super Bowl multiple times than it is an NBA championship multiple times, I think. Yeah, but I also think the parity thing might play against him and the fact that it's more of a yeah. team sport and the fact that like yeah. he's less clearly the reason that they won those seven Super Bowls. Whereas yeah. if you're looking at team sport athletes, like you look at Jordan and you look at LeBron, and yes, they both had help, but they are clearly the reason why you know the Cavs and the Bulls won titles. Mm-hmm. Or I yeah. guess with the Cavs, just a title. But you know, I think that might almost be a strike against him because, well, Man. obviously, great. He's not necessarily the clear-cut reason for every Super Bowl win. Yeah, yeah but he, he could be a huge leading force, and the intangibles oh, yeah. uh, are kind of hard to... There's obviously something that isn't measured on paper, but yeah. he's obviously a great leader and well-liked in the locker room. There's nobody oh, who's said sure. a bad word about Tom Brady as far as being a teammate goes. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, if... He could he apparently was calling plays this year, so, I mean, he, he seems to be... <laughs> 
a bigger factor than yeah. just being a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. yeah. And, and Jared, he, you, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, no, go right, ahead. yeah, yeah. No, but Jared mentioned this: the fact that he's undisputed, like at the moment, I think in his sport as the kind of the goat says something compared to like basketball, where it's we we're gonna have the Jordan Lebron debate forever. I feel like unless Lebron takes off and you know wins the next five titles, um, baseball, you don't have any. I don't think there's really a consensus goat Mm-mm. in baseball per se. Um, Gretzky Baber. is. <laughs> it's it's yeah. an option but <laughs> yeah just like i feel like to become something that's like oh like it's kind of a given at this point i'm sure you could make mm-hmm. the argument for others like that says a lot um and that's a yeah that's a big starter yeah yeah people view manning as you know like another potential like one of the best quarterbacks of all time and he now has he's been in four super bowls since manning retired it's kind of nuts. <laughs> that's crazy so yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he's just like so much better yeah. when it comes to playoff yeah. success. Yeah. yeah. Also, somebody else I wanted to throw in there before you know we move to wrap up, and nobody's mentioned, and then I forgot to mention mm-hmm. is Muhammad Ali, who I think is oh, also true. very true. clearly a top five American athlete true. of all time. Yeah. 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 Question. Yeah. Question for the group in terms of measuring like longevity versus like efficiency. I guess like. Mm-hmm. Is there is there something we said I guess for like not having played twenty five years but I guess winning a bunch of titles in fewer years, like is that something that should factor I th- in? I think longevity counts. I, I, mm-hmm. A lot of I was reading some arguments and stuff, and like I I think Michael Jordan when obviously going six for six everybody's like yeah. oh it's all about being perfect in the finals, but mm-hmm. honestly it doesn't really matter. Like who cares if you lost in the finals mm-hmm. versus the first round mm-hmm. of the playoffs? You lost. You weren't <laughs> the winner at the end. So I yeah. think like. If Michael went six for seven, that's more impressive than six for six, in my opinion. LeBron going mm-hmm. four for ten or whatever it is, mm-hmm. eleven, is is very impressive. I don't I don't count that he lost the finals against mm-hmm. him, that that he was the second mm-hmm. best team. It doesn't matter. You still you're still a loser. This right? weird fact really of the matter is is yeah. that Tom Brady went like nine years in between Super Bowls, or yeah. for a point of his time, and Michael Jordan <laughs> went like I, I want to say I'm just throwing this number out yeah. like seven years before he made it to the finals, like we just yeah. I don't know. We don't talk. We talk about it. The way we grade finals appearances and Super Bowl appearances and championship appearances and stuff like that is different. We're in just to Jared's point. It doesn't matter. Like if it's just a matter about the ones that you win and not exactly the ones that you lose. Mm-hmm. Also, though, to your question, Aiden, I think like we need to be weary of giving too much credit to longevity because mm-hmm. I think you should be accounting for the fact that everybody's just playing longer now, period. Yeah. I think yeah. it should be taken kind of relative yeah. to his peers, right? Like I was reading, someone pointed out like Messi in soccer, for instance, has been taking like HGH since he was 12. Otherwise he'd be like four feet tall. So like there are things like that that people, like previous generations just didn't have. I mean, it's a funny example, but I think it's a, it's an, it's a helpful one to consider like previous quarterbacks of like the 70s 80s also might have played for 25 years if they were playing now yeah and so yeah yeah, i think just the longevity in and of itself yeah isn't all that valuable but then yeah you consider that he's still playing longer than most of the other quarterbacks right now that's where it becomes really interesting yeah Yeah. good point yeah 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 but anyway moving on to some more nfl stuff another thing that happened in the nfl this week is we got our nfl awards so we're going to go through um, and say whether they were deserved or not, starting with the big one, MVP. Aaron Rodgers had his third MVP win um, last week. Uh, Jared, cash or trash, he deserved it. 
This was an easy cash. I thought the odds makers gave Mahomes the best odds for way too deep into the season. I, I was pretty early on on the Aaron Rodgers MVP train. <laughs> I mean, first in completion percentage, touchdown, QBR, passer rating, basically all the important stats other than yards, I guess. And, you know, in a league where the MVP usually goes to the best quarterback, he clearly was, and the Packers had a number one seed. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an easy cash for me. What about you, Bart? Agreed. Yeah. I, once again, I'm eating my words. I seem to do this every <laughs> week. When I was talking about Rodgers' MVP legacy earlier this year, I predicted that Mahomes was going to win anyway. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Rodgers just definitely had the better season. It's kind of crazy. I think he's, he's the first guy ever to have – 40-plus touchdowns and five or fewer interceptions. He was, like, remarkably efficient this year. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, hopefully um, next year he can make good on my game manager prediction because this year <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Yeah. Next up, we got Offensive Player of the Year with Derrick Henry. Lucas, cash or trash? Uh, completely and utterly cash this one. I think this is another yeah. sort of easy, surefire bet. And I think you can base it on one stat alone in that only eight running backs in NFL history have ever rushed for 2,000 yards, and he became one of them this season. Um, if you do something that's that rare um, to happen, I think you deserve any award that comes to you. Obviously, Diggs and Kelsey, I think, also had pretty good arguments for it, and Kelsey might be on his way to being one of the best tight ends ever, especially one of the best receiving tight ends ever. Um, but just that 2,000 yards is such like a monumental number and its place in sort of football lore is unmatched. And because Derrick Henry did that, I think he deserves it. And he was the driving force behind the, the yeah. offense on a playoff team. So, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. No, I agree with you as well because I agree with everything you say. I'm cashing it. I still think – I just – I think the college system of giving out awards by position is just better – because I just always end up confused by the, like, who gets MVP versus who gets Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's weird to me that Derrick Henry didn't get any MVP votes, uh, but got, you know, like, 32 of the 50 Offensive Player of the Year votes over, say, an Aaron Rodgers. I think that's a weird, conflicting category, and it should just be best quarterback, best running back. And maybe still have an MVP if you're overarching. Um, mm -hmm. But it just seems at the moment, like, they give MVP to... A quarterback and they give offensive player of the year to some other not even it's like sometimes a different quarterback it just i don't i don't really get it it yeah. seems like kind of the it's like a stats award but anyway we're now going to go on to defensive player of the year uh with aaron donald um which i am going to be our first trasher of the day i'm going <laughs> to trash it um i think yeah I, there's been a a lot of complaints out of TJ Watt and the, the Watt brothers in general. And I don't think they're totally wrong. Um, I like statistically TJ Watt was just as good or better as Aaron Donald and pretty much most of the important stats. I get that Aaron Donald is, you know, gonna, he's more well known as a threat. He's probably double and triple teamed a lot of times. Um, but also Watt's an outside linebacker. He's dropping into coverage on plenty of plays and he was, had more sacks had more qb hits like i think that and if it felt like one of those cases where they kind of just were like aaron donald was dominant again we gave it to like yeah. he continues to be dominant and we'll give it to him again uh, but wyatt what do you think uh, i completely disagree with you i'm gonna cash that he deserves it he's the greatest uh, defensive player we've ever seen and i think that as long as he's in the league he should keep winning defensive player of the year awards 
I don't know if there's, there's an argument for <laughs> oh it at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Standoffish. Grace <laughs> of our time is an interesting. He is. I mean, he is, there's an argument, sure. But anyway. He will be. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, we're going to go to the rookies now. Justin Herbert won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jared, your thoughts? I had to go in on this one. I had to cash it because everybody hates Justin. Not everybody. A lot of people on this podcast. Not a lot of people. I think at least one person, at least one person really thought Justin Herbert was going to be a bust. A lot of people in the NFL, like, circles did not like Justin Herbert. Uh, but I'm cashing it. I know, make no mistake, Justin Jefferson is a, is a stud. Had an absolutely awesome season. But I think when you look at the quarterback position and being a rookie – uh, relative to your peers, it's a much harder distinction than being a receiver coming in as a rookie. And because Justin Jefferson, the argument is look at him compared to any wide receiver. I think that's an easier transition than being a rookie quarterback. So that's why I got to give him the edge. I mean, he set at least like six rookie records, total touchdowns, passing touchdowns, multi-passing, passing touchdown games, completions, <laughs> things like that. And, and they, he went to lead the Chargers to a 7-9 and nine record. Six and nine as a starter. So I mean, he was he was a pretty good team player. A lot of his losses weren't his fault as well. So um, I'm cashing it that he should win. He should have won. I just Bart. I have to trash it on behalf of Vikings fans <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree at all. Let me just say this with Herbert like being worthy of winning. I didn't realize actually quite how great his season was until I was looking back at it um, recently. But yeah, I. What you're saying about Justin Jefferson makes sense, but I think that there's still an argument to, like, he he would have been up there in touchdowns except for Adam Thielen stole a bunch of his. Um, but he did still, you know, break the rookie receiving yard record, and he was, like, top five or top ten in a lot of receiver categories in the league, right? And I think the biggest argument in favor of him is, like, in addition to all that, he didn't start as many games as Herbert. And he also, Herbert, I think, uh, Herbert attempted the fourth most passes in the league. Um, which drove up some of his stats. Kirk Cousins attempted the 15th most. So I think all things being equal, Jefferson's stats would have been even more impressive. But yeah, I, I totally, like, I think I agree that quarterbacks are probably on a, you know, harder learning curve than receivers. And I think that probably makes, makes the Herbert pick make sense. But I have to, Justin I Jefferson's have to season was remarkable. I can't, I can't sit back. back. Yeah. I can't sit back and just not say something because I picked Justin Jefferson to be my dark horse Offensive rookie of the year pick. Oh, way did. back, on, yes, I did. Way back on one of my solo podcasts, I picked, I picked him yes. to be to be the my dark horse pick for that. And I believe I I was robbed of that um, oh. of that bold prediction but because sports writers. <laughs> Justin Jefferson broke a rookie receiving record that was set in 03. It's been it's been lasting the NFL for 17 years. Nobody's done it, and and the fact of the matter is, is that quarterback stats are inflated. And Justin Jefferson, or excuse me, Justin Herbert broke a record that was set by Baker Mayfield just two years ago. <laughs> it's it's easier for a quarterback to put up numbers like this. I don't care if he broke the records. He had a great season, and I'm not I'm not gonna take that away from him. Um, I don't. I know Jared, you you're insinuating that somebody hates him. It's me, but I actually, <laughs> I actually am a fan of Jay Herb, and I, uh, I, I he made me a fan this year. But Justin Jefferson was absolutely robbed of it, just because the league would rather have a star quarterback than a star wide receiver. That's the truth. But the, it's not the league, though. It's the AP writers that pick it. So it's not like the league is. The league had their little fan vote thing, but 
The AP writers are picking it. If you think this is like some as collusion long as an NFL award, award, it's a league. <laughs> okay. It's not the Pro Football Focus Award. It's the NFL award. The Pro Football Focus Award went to Justin Jefferson, by the way. There we go. For what it is. So does the You Thought Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. Oh, my God. Should we, yeah, I voted to a favor, vote. Three yeah. to two. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna close it off with defensive rookie of the year. We got Chase Young uh, taking it. Wyatt Cash or Trash? Cash. And I have nothing no. else to say on this. No. Yeah, I mean, I I my my notes were not extensive for this one. I think he was just pretty clearly like the most dominant rookie defensive player. And Washington's defensive line was super good this year. Helped them win a lot of games. He was a big part of it. So good for him. No. Do these rookie? Do you think just a question, quick question? Do you think like how well these rookies like Justin Jefferson and Chase Young did without a preseason or like real training cap <laughs> camp is going to raise the bar for future rookies? Like, do you think college coaching is getting better? What do you What do you think? Any Any like general macro thoughts on that? Hmm. No, I mean for Chase Young specifically, he's he's a very unique talent coming out of college. Like, not everybody can be as physically gifted as as those two guys yeah. well, especially yeah. like i feel like there weren't that many elite defensive rookies this year there was chase yeah. young and then there were other guys who were good like jeremy chin from the panthers i think right. was pretty good and winfield yeah yeah Winfield was yeah. good but like i mean there was clearly just one elite talent this yeah. year and i don't yeah. think that that's necessarily would have been helped or hurt by extra preseason or camps or anything yeah. like that yeah I'd be curious to look at stats of like rookies in the first three games, three or four games this year, compared to usual like rookie performance to see it. Like, I'm not convinced the preseason means anything, but maybe it does. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be yeah. curious to see. Yeah. Um, we're gonna shift away now to the NBA. Uh, we're gonna start by focusing on the big man being back in the NBA. Uh, two of the best players this season have been Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Uh, they're currently top two in the Basketball Reference MVP tracker right now. Um, so, yeah, so, that is canon. That's, <laughs> that's as Where's real Malcolm as it gets. <laughs> Third, obviously. Yeah. He's tied for second. Um, but, anyway. um, but Lucas, does the their dominance so far show anything about how the NBA is changing? And what big men kind of have to do in this new league um i think first i wanted a weekly mvp tracker segment (laughs) where we just like see what sort of weird fluky name has made its way into the top 10 but um getting back to the question i think a lot has been sort of made of you know the big man in the nba dying it's just a three-point shooting league but i think both Embiid and Jokic sort of show a good model for how teams can still build around a center and a big man Um, And I think they can be that sort of prototype because they each add something to their game um, above what a normal center would do um, to sort of adapt to the modern NBA. And I think Jokic mostly does it by being an elite distributor and Embiid being a a pretty elite shooter, especially for a big man. So looking at Jokic, um, he is currently fourth in the NBA in assists per game at 8.6, which is pretty nuts for a center. Um... And you add sort of his ability to shoot decently well. Um, he's a 37.9% three-point shooter, which is 
around the NBA average, which is, again, pretty good for a center. Um, and his great rebounding and everything else that would make him a good prototypical center mm-hmm. um, sort of makes him that new model because he has that distribution to his game and a decent shot at, to add to it. And Embiid, um, at least for size, is an elite shooter. He's the third highest free throw percentage in the league for any center. He's currently fourth in the league at scoring. And he's an above average three-point shot, just a hair under 40%, which would be a lot higher. Um, he went one for seven against the Nets, and it was at like 43 or 44% before that game, which is pretty <laughs> crazy. So, I mean, plus he just has like the sweetest face-up jump shot of any center I've ever seen, especially this year. It's it's near unstoppable. Like I, I've watched every Sixers game this season, and he gets like in that area, like at the mid range area, he can just pull up and I swear they all go in. It's so <laughs> impressive. But to conclude, um, I think like what it comes down to is that centers now can't be the traditional just like low post presence offense defense on there. They need to add some sort of element of that modern NBA to be successful. And I think Jokic and Embiid are two great models of how you can do that. Agree entirely. Yeah. Although you say that, but Embiid's low like post game is probably his strongest asset, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the funny thing is like he he goes back to old school, but then he also just tops it off with modern NBA because yeah, like you said, you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, like they're just so impressive to watch both of them. Like, and it's it's cool because I think as much as like every possession up and down the floor being like guards pulling up threes is like fun like i like that yeah. you can space the floor a little bit again with guys like this yeah yeah, yeah. question who is better of Jokic and Embiid? i, I think lucas probably has an opinion but other opinions <laughs> are welcome <laughs> i mean this season i think it's Jokic. i don't know i think it's certainly close but i think it's Jokic. Yeah, I actually think Jokic as of right now as well, even though I, I love Joel Embiid to death. Yeah. I think Jokic just does more for a team. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that, like, Joel Embiid is, like I mentioned before, like an elite scorer. But, like, to have somebody who can basically play point guard at center <laughs> is nuts and just adds so much to a team. Yeah, that's absurd. But from the perspective of, like, like the Nuggets currently are, what, like 12 and 10? They've been kind of disappointing. The Sixers mm-hmm. have been pretty dominant like i mean that's got to be something right i mean they're like 17 and 9 or something yeah and they're an interesting thing oh sorry go ahead yeah and they're undefeated when all of their starters play to their 13 now which is a pretty crazy stat i also think (laughs) i don't know Embiid has always struck me as more athletic than Jokic as well Uh, most people are (laughs) (laughs) well i mean they're both big guys and in Jokic, i know like shedded some weight and all that stuff during the pandemic and all that but and obviously he's pretty he's pretty nimble still like around the three-point line and everything but yeah 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 Jokic seemingly makes up for own athleticism with just like really i don't know i mean it's super stereotypical and cliche but like savvy play and you know, <laughs> smart but... lunch pail lunch pail. <laughs> exactly no i mean some of the passes you see him make it's like insane like the amount of like basketball iq and vision that you have to have also they seem to like he's a evidence that more players should like play polo or something growing up because that's apparently the huge reason mm-hmm. for how he's able to play like so strangely it's like a super unique play style right he played yeah. that growing up interesting yeah. i never knew that actually <laughs> i think it's polo 
Like polo, the oh, like water like polo. Like water polo. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking yeah. like the horse and mallet. Uh, that's polo. that's I was like, that's not helpful. Um, no, I imagine like say. a horse that could support. I don't know. Just <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, I realize now there are two very different things. Yeah. 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 To clarify, he was yeah. in the water, not on yeah. a horse. Yeah. But <laughs> one interesting thing is that even though Jokic's individual stats seem to be better to me, at least, Embiid's yeah. plus minus is way better. He's in the 99th percentile, plus 19 on off. Um, Jokic's is only like plus six or something. So in addition to the Sixers being better, it seems like Embiid is more important to the Sixers than Jokic is to the Nuggets. Which is kind of crazy to me, given how much Jokic does as a passer too. But yeah, it's just know. when when Embiid's not on the floor, they just don't have like a go-to scoring threat. I think is the thing, and I think he just provides that go-to option. I mean, they, they also really suffer when Simmons is out. When Simmons is out, they're bad too because they have nobody. Like the the game plan is just throw the ball to Embiid in the paint <laughs> and hope it works. Like there's their no way you can plans, like yeah, yeah which <laughs> obviously their worst game plans. It keeps them competitive, but uh, without Simmons, there's nobody to you know distribute and there's like they can't have anybody like driving kick because they just don't have the skill set to the, the way Simmons does so I mean a bit of a tangent but the Sixers are screwed if either of them get hurt at any point <laughs> and then that starting lineup record will remain though yes. true exactly. you'll always have that because yeah. <laughs> always have the 13-0 starters start to the regular season <laughs> yeah Keeping it in the NBA, we're going to move on to the All-Star Game, which has been a subject of contention this year. Uh, the NBA and the Players Union announced last week that they'd come to an agreement for how to host an All-Star Game and an All-Star Weekend. Um, it's kind of surprising that they came to an agreement, given that a lot of the loudest voices in the NBA, including LeBron, um, were dissing all over it. LeBron specifically said he, that he has no energy and no interest in the game, which is pretty <laughs> brutal to hear from the biggest star of your All-Star game. Uh, but anyway, Bart, does this mean something for the All-Star game as a whole? Is it like, is the All-Star game dying or is this a coronavirus year kind of thing or, or some combo of the two? It's my favorite phrase, a coronavirus year. But I, I actually do think that it, this is just an anomaly and I don't think we should read too much into it. Um, like I don't want to get uh, yeah I don't want to get into whether they should be having the game or not but I do think like generally speaking if not for the covid I would have assumed that this year's numbers would have been solid like uh-huh. 2012 to 2018 the NBA had pretty even steady yeah. and good numbers for viewership and TV ratings in the All-Star game then in 2019 they kind of dipped yeah. so 2020 is when they made that change where they they had the first three quarters be like all starting from zero zero and then the fourth quarter was not even timed and it was commercial free and they they just like played up to a a certain score Um, and then the numbers of that all-star game were up again and so it seemed like the NBA just had a kind of a blip and this year would have been normal but the thing about last year is um, Kobe had just passed away like a month or two beforehand and I think that really played a big part of viewership they had a huge tribute for him at the start um, so I, I don't know entirely, but I think this year it would have been pretty similar anyway. I think the NBA has a really good, like, blend of young and old stars right now. So I think the name recognition is still definitely there. And I think people definitely still have an interest in watching those best players play against one another. As far as like the dunk contest and the skills challenge and the three point contest go, <laughs> I do think those might be dying a little bit, especially it seems like the dunk Aww. contest underwhelms every single season. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't even know anybody who watches the other two. Um, I just like <laughs> see the results. But like the actual concrete all-star game and the, also the Rising Stars Challenge, 
Um, I think people still actually really like watching it. And I think the NBA is in a good position. I know they clearly want to advertise and they want it to be happening. Um, I think if not for COVID, we would have seen just like more of the same with, with that being successful. And it's also clear the NBA is trying to innovate and keep people interested. So mm-hmm. I don't know that it's like, even if it slips up a little bit, I'm sure Adam Silver will just integrate some new change to the format or something and it'll come back up. But I could be wrong. Maybe next year we'll see it fall again and then it's the <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I, I think, agree with you, Bart. I think at the end of the day, fans want to watch the best players play as long as it's competitive. Like, if you ask anybody, no disrespect to the Nuggets, but people want to see Lakers Clippers or Lakers Nets because they have the stars and they have the best players in the league. You know what I mean? And they the reason, though, that they enjoy it is because it's competitive. Like, the reason the Pro Bowl is not fun is because nobody's really trying, right? Yeah. That's why I think the MLB All-Star... I actually like the MLB All-Star Game weekend, personally, yeah. because, like, you can go pretty hard and not really worry about... Exactly. Injury. Yeah. <laughs> and like in the MLB, you only play like three innings probably anyway. So yeah, um, and like how I, much risk is there to taking a swing or taking a exactly. hard swing as opposed yeah. to in the Pro Bowl, you know, trying to actually hit someone? That's a much bigger deal. Yeah. Exactly, and it's fun to see. Like I want to see can Mike Trout hit a home run off Clayton Kershaw or, or things like yeah. that. And as long as the storylines are there and it's competitive, I think it'll always be interesting. I mean, like, I think the end of last year, right? Didn't, like, James Harden end the game on, like, a block or something like that? Like, he was actually playing defense or something like that, I believe. Yeah, the fourth quarter actually had defense because of that yeah. uniform. Like, they were playing yeah. hard. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun last year. And um, as long as it's still competitive, which the, that rules that they had last year definitely did make it competitive, mm-hmm. I, think it should, I think it probably will stay. The problem, yeah, the problem with LeBron having no interest this year is they, like, he got, like, the shortest – off season ever right because of mm. the weird so Jimmy Butler. and all that and jimmy yeah. Butler, right? I, like what is stopping i think the players might just end up um like withdrawing right yeah, yeah. Like, what's yeah. what's in it for them to play really yeah there's I mean, no like cash anything is there for them like is there I mean, even if there is it's the, it's the best like, players in the league they already are getting paid. yeah they're fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, i mean unless they actually would not give like lebron an all-star count for instance he might care because I hope 14 or 15 seasons or something. Yeah. 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 I hope he would like accept and then just like play one minute and then yeah. sit on the bench or something like yeah. that. Because, just to like say he played. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. The, the, the occasional reinvention is key and the adding of stakes, like both things that Bart and Jared mentioned, because otherwise it does just turn into sort of like bland, nobody caring, like guys just showing up. But no, I like that. the NBA's last year was really good, and I think, I think you could keep up that format for at least ten to twelve years, and it'd be consistently interesting before you needed another reinvention. Like I don't think you can keep the same thing forever, over and over, but like every decade or two, like add a new wrinkle or twist to make it more interesting and see that little bit of a rebound. Because mm-hmm. I also don't believe that it's dying. I don't necessarily want yeah. it to die either. I think it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. And I also- do think it's yeah. Yeah, no, right, sure. I don't know exactly how the NBA does like their scheduling in terms of like how much they do interconference play, uh, or between like the East and West. But like I don't, mm. you don't really see like Luca versus KD that often. You're not gonna see it that often if they do play that much. And mm. th- you do get those like interesting matchups where you're like, oh, Luca could easily take on KD in a one on one, and like you get to see that actually play out. I think it's pretty fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, those East versus West matchups are two times a year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, 
No, something I, I do think is interesting, though, is that, like, in in the 90s, like, the All-Star game, and again, the 90s was a very different era of basketball. You had Jordan, you had, you know, um, Magic Johnson for you. Like, but, the, like, the All-Star game hit, like, 23 million viewers in 2000, in 1993. Wow. Um, its lowest in the 90s was 11 million. Um, and that's compared to, like, the last 10 years have been topping out at, like, 7, 7.5-ish. So it's, it's, I guess, I don't know what's to, what's to blame for that. Um, or it's because the know. players don't care. There's no pride in yeah. it. They're, they, they yeah. doesn't matter. All-star games are useless. All-star, all-star yeah. selections are useless as far they mean nothing. I've talked about it on the show before. There's no point in being the list as an all-star. There's no point in playing an all-star game. It doesn't matter. Players don't even want to play in the Olympics anymore, let alone a, a meaningless exhibition, yeah. exhibition game. What does LeBron James have to prove in an all-star game? Last year's format was great, but it was more of a tribute to Kobe Bryant than it was an all-star game. And that's admirable. And it was a good, it was very entertaining, but I don't think that that's going to be something that yeah. keeps up over the, this year yeah. or the next couple of years. Yeah. Because I think I, the fact of the matter is yeah. players just yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, agree that they don't, I, I agree that they don't care about the game itself, but I think they <clears> care <throat> a lot about being selected or not just based yeah. off of when they get snubbed, they know. get mad. Because everyone and gets snubbed that, and everyone's like, God, oh, this doesn't matter anymore. No, I don't. I don't know if I, I agree with that. that. I think you're reading yeah. too much into it. Yeah. I also think. I mean, we talked about this. I think last week, the TV landscape is a lot more fractured yeah. today yeah. than it was back then. Mm-hmm. You don't have as many. Op- you have way more options today. Yeah. It might have been on like AB. It might have been on yeah. a network back. The then. channel, the one channel. Then. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of like cable, where you have to pay. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think one thing too. I saw another. I mean, speaking to the maybe the heightened like caring of it. Mm-hmm. Like I still do think players care to an extent, but. It was one of Shaq's first All-Star games, and Hakeem Olajuwon and uh, David Robinson and all like sort of old guard big men were like didn't like Shaq because <laughs> he was you know fun and young and everything, <laughs> um, and so they just like ganged up to embarrass him in like the All-Star game, and he went like two of fourteen shooting or something and scored like four points, and so I think like. <laughs> That's just like a fun storyline that I don't know if we necessarily get anymore. I, I don't know if there's necessarily a way to add that, but Where's I think that might, yeah, yeah someone is... explain like the 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 twenty some million views in addition to the fractured yeah. TV landscape. I also well, think there's a lot. Like... Bart, go ahead. I've been speaking. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say, it definitely seems like players nowadays are a lot more buddy buddy. Yeah. Rivals, yeah. Rivalries yeah. are a lot less fierce than they used to be, so that might be part of it. But sorry. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. There's a lot less beefs. They need to play off the beefs, yeah. maybe. There's <laughs> no Isaiah yeah. Thomas, Michael Jordan, just abs- sheer hate for each other in the NBA anymore. Yeah. You know, they still hate each other. It's true. It yeah. Matter. Yeah. I don't know if Dame and like Paul George were the best players in the NBA. Then yeah, no. then, yeah. you know they got, they got some beef, but yeah, yeah, it's LeBron's not really like beefing with anybody. Yeah, it's sad. That's because nobody's kind of there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh true. yeah, true. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. The, the other thing is nobody's really like threatening LeBron as the great. I mean, KD, I guess, is kind of there. <laughs> if LeBron felt like a little more threatened, I think he would be. He would be. Uh, more prone yeah. to a beef, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh, so is he not fair. threatened, or is he just cocky? Uh, Find out next week on <laughs> <laughs> the NBA. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're gonna we're gonna close out our show. Uh, we're talking about some sports and American culture. Um, and yeah. specifically, I, I guess, in international culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Professor Mason Moyer is gonna yeah. No. <laughs> We're actually gonna start with Jared and uh, Jared. Between the major team sports, we're talking about football, basketball, soccer, baseball, potentially hockey if for our Canadian audience. Um, which <laughs> our Gretzky sport, stands. Exactly, for our Gretzky stands. Uh, which sport uh, would you most like to be a star in? All right, I thought about this. If we're talking team sports, I probably would pick basketball. I think basketball is a fun game. I enjoy it personally, playing it. Very high earning potential, like through, especially through endorsements. They're much more heavily endorsed than other professional athletes. And the NBA is a very player-friendly league, which obviously will be attracted to any player. Um, the con... So I think overall it's the best in terms of player lifestyle. The cons of it is... I think this is a con. You're way too recognizable. Like, you can't go to a restaurant... <laughs> if you're a star, if we're talking about being a star in that, you can't go to a restaurant and, like, have your privacy and, like, enjoy a nice meal. Somebody somebody's going to know like a quarter of the people there are probably going to know who you are. And like one of them is probably going to come up to you and like ask for something. Right. Obviously I've, I've heard a lot of players say the 82 game schedule is quite a grind. I'm sure any season is going to be a grind, but like you, you work pretty hard in basketball in terms of endurance. Second for me, it was soccer. I didn't want the pressure of an entire nation on me. So I was like, no, soccer is out. I mean, obviously, it, if I'm still, you know, talking as an American, the expectations aren't going to be very high. Which, so maybe that's not too bad. But you also aren't don't get like as many of the perks as being like Messi or Ronaldo. I think baseball is next for me. Uh, baseball players get to avoid a lot of press. You get to just like play the game you love and everything. But a 162 game season does not sound fun at all, to be honest. And, and especially if you just like. You play 162 games and you don't even make the playoffs. You're, or you're out of it in, like, June yeah. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That would yeah. suck. <laughs> that would suck. Um, so, th- last, in terms of what I would want to be a player in is football, I do have, like, very different ideas on, like, who I think is the most athletic and cool. We'll get into it. Football, for me, is the most exhilarating sport to play, in my opinion. But your body takes such a beating. I think your quality of life is undoubtedly the worst after any of the major mm-hmm. sports. Um they also, you're a little less recognizable as well because you wear a helmet, which is a pro for me. But yeah, so I, in summary, basketball is probably the best. If, if I were to pick a star, if I was like equal talent in all of them, I'd probably pick basketball. Yeah. Yeah. What do others think? Yeah. That's a, that's a good point about the soccer or like if you're playing like, you know, international or just like, um, you know, country by country tournaments. Mm-hmm. Like if you fail for your country, like... It's not Absolutely. just like you lost for your team. It's like you let your whole country down, <laughs> yeah. and now you're a failure of a countryman, and just that's, yeah. the stakes are higher. Yeah. Oh, I kind of, I I would think that that would be a plus for me. I think because it's kind of like a, it's it's really just like it's more interesting than always playing in in the, the one league, and that's it. I don't know. I've always been yeah. a huge fan of international soccer play over club play. Also, I was going to say, if you were fortunate enough to be like born in Spain, for instance, the whole <laughs> burden of the country will not be on you because you'll have 10 other guys who are that's also true. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's, that's yeah. one. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think I agree. I think basketball and soccer, you could probably, I could coin flip between them, but basketball definitely has a good case for number one. I yeah, just think I, like, do, do you feel like NBA stars are more likely to be divas? Because <laughs> that's almost the sense I get. Well, I, I, I don't put, know. NFL wide receivers and DBs are pretty up there on the diva list, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I put down basketball as my number one, too, um, 
for most of the reasons Jared mentioned. Plus, it also just seems like you know, they have fun a lot. Like, they have the most fun of any professional athletes. Like, yeah. the guys on the bench are always having a good time, yeah. and, like, <laughs> even sure. if they're losing. Um, unless you're Daryl Morey, like, I think it provides a pretty good, like, space for activism as well, and, like, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Um, and, uh, like, I think my downside, and it kind of gets into the visibility aspect of it that Jared mentioned, is that I think it's way easier to be a villain in yeah. basketball than it is yeah. in any other sport. Yeah, um, just because, like, you're so... There's so many, so many fewer basketball players, like, um, in yeah. the league, and... The fact that like you are so visible, like, like if Kyrie says something, then like everybody knows, and he looks, you know, whatever. And so, yeah. But I know I soccer is a very close second for me too. I love soccer, and I think like it, it's like also like kind of like the glamour sport. I feel like as well, in a yeah. way that like the others aren't, which yeah. is cool. I feel yeah. like soccer. I don't know if this is true at all, but I feel like soccer store soccer stars get like Rolex. <laughs> a little more luxury endorsements than like NBA or NFL players do. At least t- I know that's yeah. f- true for tennis players. I feel like it's true for yeah, soccer. But yeah. I, don't, I don't follow <laughs> soccer as much. So, yeah. yeah, I think Ronaldo is on like perfume commercials and of stuff. Course, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Ronaldo has the most followers of any Instagram. Yeah, right. Yeah, two hundred fifty million or something like that. Oh, that's God. crazy. See, that's that's a little too much visibility for me. Uh, I don't know yeah. about. He's that. also yeah. worth t- a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple, a, couple bucks. a couple bucks. A couple bucks. I want to Google how much is Cristiano Ronaldo worth. Yeah, let's see. If you're talking individual Third. sports, by the way, tennis is pretty good. I think too. I don't know. I feel like tennis, like that's a like. <clears throat> there's the the Grand Slams, right? Which there are mm-hmm. a couple of the big tournaments, but you're playing tournaments like all the time. I feel like it's yeah. like there's yeah. not that but much of an off season. What about, that's true. What about golf? That's true. Because yeah. you get to pretty much golf like, is you're a golfer. Golf is chill. if you're a golfer, it's yeah. super chill. Golf yeah. is yeah. just kind of hanging out, I'm not and just, and yeah. you get to you get to just withdraw or accept invitations whenever you feel like it. If you want a weekend yeah. off, you don't have to do the PGA. You're like whatever. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it next yeah. year. Golf seems like kind of a vibe. Like I, mean, I, know, like, I don't love it, chilling. but like you're just hanging out if you're good at it. Chilling. It's I hear that, weekend, but I feel like yeah. golf is so fickle. And that I feel like that would be so for me personally that'd be way too. Frustrating. Yeah, it might drive you crazy, kind of yeah. thing. That like one week you're like, yeah contending, and the next week you don't. Sure, make the but cut. I also feel yeah. like <laughs> the expectation in golf is that you can be good and just like never really win a Masters <laughs> or something like that, and everyone be like, oh, you know, it's glad that so and so is out here. Also, like, like, do you ever look at like I remember in like the paper they used to show every week, you know, how much the purse was for some random golf tournament, and yeah, yeah like not even the Masters or whatever, it'd be like a huge amount of money. Yeah. You're like, what? Like this, like you know, look like so the waste t- management open. You waste know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like the purse is like one point five million dollars, and you're like, okay, that's a pretty yeah. good deal. Yeah. I mean, so is tennis. I be- I believe yeah. the U.S. Open is the highest jackpot like winning for a, a, a sports tournament i believe it's the u.s open is Oof. for tennis yeah i believe it yeah, and it's always the same people so they must make just so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real answer is bowling yeah yeah bowling professional, professional bowlers <laughs> easy on your no, body you get complimentary yeah. nachos you think you are <laughs> complimentary nachos yeah, complimentary, <laughs> complimentary nachos with every, with every game you play and a sweet bowling shirt so i mean yeah what else Those is the best uniforms you, in the yeah. game but you have to bowl a strike literally every frame or you're guaranteed <laughs> to lose. <laughs> that's the only problem. Well, with it. It has a, that's an it. elite level of competition. Sure, no if you're not the best at what you do, then why are you there? Yeah, exactly. Who do you think you are? Yeah. 
Ronaldo can miss. Can the best professional bowler miss? No. no. Yeah, that's true. Can we go back to the top where we talk about uh, greatest sports athletes? Because I, I got some bowlers I need to mention in there. <laughs> please, please. Um, okay, so we've kind of went through that. We can keep going on that. But also I want to throw in this. I'll go to Aiden first. Which sports stars do you think are perce- are perceived the most positively or negatively? And is it fair that they're perceived yeah. that way? Yeah. I think on the, on the negative one, I'm going to go off of what Lucas said earlier about it being easiest to be a villain in the NBA. And I think that's definitely true. Um, I think a big part of that, besides the fact that there are just fewer NBA players and each player is kind of more important, is like social media. If it, well... Yeah, social media is a large part, a larger part, I think, of, of the NBA than it is of other sports. I think players have larger social media presences. I think yeah. you get more of their personality, so you can end up, you know, liking guys more. You can end up hating guys more. Um, and I also just think basketball has always been a game of big personas. You know, the MJs, the Kobe's, like it's such an individual. It's the most individual of the team sports. Um, and the thing is, like, I feel like it's it's more acceptable in a team sport than if you were like a tennis player and like i feel like if you're kind of cocky um as like like novak Djokovic for example like everyone hates him because he just you know he's cocky and seems like a bad dude whereas in basketball it's just kind of like i feel like part of the like you're the best player in the league like i don't know to an extent like mj is just so much respect and everyone knows he's annoying but it's like yeah we deal with it it's part of the game what about positively I don't know in terms of positively. I think in terms of if you just watch, like, turn on the TV and watch commercials, like, NFL QBs. Like, like I can't think of, like, Brady is a, an example of villain, but I don't even think he's that hated anymore. Um, you got Patrick Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all, like, really pretty much loved guys. Even Aaron Rodgers, who I think, you know, seems like not the greatest dude ever. Um, like, people seem like he's on plenty of, he gets plenty of airtime and stuff, and people seem oh, yeah. to like him. Because, like, they're the star of their team, but in football, they're just, like, you're still not going to stand out as much as, like, the star on a, on a basketball team, I feel like. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. So, I think I went through my list. Football was, like, the last sport I would want to be the athlete in. But I, I think the pinnacle of, like, American athleticism is a football, yeah. is an NFL, like, wide receiver, NFL, DB. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like... Also, when I think of who's the coolest, I think of like OBJ and like mm-hmm. DK Metcalf, guys like that. Mm-hmm. I Don't get me wrong. LeBron's very cool. You know, I, I, I think he's an awesome athlete, an awesome brand. But I think in general, like the best athletes, like the best athletes in Argentina, they're playing soccer, guaranteed. Yeah. The best, I think the best athletes in America are playing football and like their families like football is the way to go. The, the high school coaches like getting them to like, Oh, you got to play football and all that. You know, I, I think for me, they're the best athletes and like the coolest. I like the way their uniforms look. They look like warriors, you know, like they got the helmet, mm-hmm. they got the nice gloves and stuff. So that's, that's where I go on who's perceived most positively and who I think is the coolest, I guess you could say, I, I think soccer stars are up there, but like they're, you know, they flop yeah. and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. You wouldn't mess with an NFL player. You might, you might mess with Messi. You know, he, like, he's not that intimidating. Yeah, Messi's you know like mean? five six. I think exactly. Can hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do other think? Other people think. In general, I, I feel like. Am I wrong in saying that baseball stars are fairly well liked, generally speaking? Yeah. Like, 
Because nobody knows who they are. You, you don't have. You can't have <laughs> they're well, yeah, they're blank slates. Like, that can <laughs> yeah. be that can be a positive, right? Yeah. I, mean, I just yeah. feel like people don't like people. You never hear people complaining about like I hate so and so baseball star. I feel like it's yeah. always yeah. yeah, it's like NBA yeah. players or like I opponent, see, yeah. like rival, yeah. like football teams, quarterbacks, things like that. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, baseball, it's just, yeah. like I feel like yeah. the thing that's like generated the most negative publicity for anybody over the last years has been literally cheating like i don't i think it takes like that (laughs) i think it i think it takes that level of like malice from a team or a player like it did with the astros for you to be negatively perceived and i think that like i think baseball is perceived most positively because even though it's like maybe not as popular i think it's still got like the america's game like sort of aura to it like i think you know guys like mike trout or like aaron judge or as a Yankees fan, I'll throw him in there. Or like, oh my gosh! No. Um, I think they're like they're well liked and perceived, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like I do wonder though how many like MLB stars, like the your average say like Super Bowl watcher or just average American could pick out besides Mike Trout. Maybe like they Aaron Jones has been making Trout. a push. He's not that yeah. distinct. Whereas like I feel like everyone can pick out, you know, a few NFL players, a few NBA players. Or maybe that's yeah. not true. But I feel like MLB stars kinda are more are a little more low key and that's kinda why they get the like what you don't know can't hurt you, you know. So, yeah. so their ceiling is lower but their floor is much higher. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Well, I think I feel like the MLB is getting a little I I don't know. This they are getting a little cooler. Like Mookie Betts is kind of like they're Mookie trying. Betts I think the MLB is, cool. is trying yeah. to like. He's a cool dude. He's good at bowling, by the way, Wyatt. Um, <laughs> Aaron Judge, for example, like yeah. they really try to hype him up as like one of the faces of baseball and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think the cool MLB is kind of trying yeah, to get Tatis into like the is NBA. On his way up. Yeah. Who, oh yeah, Tatis. Yeah, he's got yeah, that Gatorade commercial yeah. now. Yeah. 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 I think that about wraps it up. Uh, remember to... Uh, I'm sorry, oh. I cut you off. Okay, well, Jared, go for it. Stop, Jared, stop this at, at Jared. Yeah. Episode 24. I, I picked <laughs> Justin <laughs> Jefferson as a non-QB with the best chance of winning. <laughs> of and in Run the solo, tapes. And in my solo show, my very first solo show, I also I predicted a rookie of the year will not be a quarterback, which although ultimately I was wrong, let's not say I was not on this Justin, Justin Jefferson hype train. <laughs> Although I, was not, although I was wrong, I should not have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, well yeah. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up uh, for the show. Remember, follow us on all our social media at You Thought Sport. We're there on Instagram. We're there on Twitter. Check out TikTok. Going to start posting some content there soon. Um, make sure to also be listening and rating on iTunes on Spotify, on SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you next week.